I once heard a story about our favorite neighbor. Mr. Rogers, if you know this or not, was ordained in the Presbyterian Church as a minister. And while he was in seminary, he and a bunch of his friends, it was common practice for them to go to different churches so they could hear preachers and and see how other preachers uh, handled their craft. And one such time, they they had chosen a particular church to go hear a particular preacher. And as it happens, every time you go somewhere to do that, guess what? That preacher wasn't there that week. Instead, as Mr. Rogers said, we had some supply pastor. And Mr. Rogers said he has to convince himself he knew that God uses everybody. And so he set himself up and he was ready to hear what God had to tell him that day. But very quickly, Mr. Rogers was unimpressed. And as he got went through the service and was listening and got to the point of the sermon, and Mr. Rogers said he listened to that sermon... And in his mind, he was making a checklist of every mistake, every hiccup, every time he went against every rule of preaching there is. Mr. Rogers would just check it off. And even the preacher decided to go in many different directions theologically that went against everything that he was learning in seminary. And so even more, he just set this guy apart and thought, I can't wait to get out of here. But he also said, mercifully... The sermon ended. And after the sermon ended, he went to turn to console one of his friends because they had to endure it as well. But his words were stopped by the tears that were welled up in her eyes, tears running down her face. He said, everything I needed to hear, she told him. And Mr. Rogers learned that day that God mercifully works in and through all of us. Now, you and I have to be aware of that. We have to understand that God works through and in all of us. God works through and in all those people that you love and you appreciate, all those people that you want to hear, all those people that you think so highly of. But we also have to confess to ourselves that God works even through those people that maybe we don't love so much. Maybe even through people we don't agree with or we can't even stand to be around. God works through all of us and works in all of us. Y'all with me? There's a theory that the book of Mark, several points in the book of Mark, speak to certain circumstances that are going on in his own faith community. In other words, there were things going on in Mark's church that he decided, well, I'm going to tell them this story about Jesus so that they can understand what's the right way to think, what's the right way, the most faithful way to respond. Now, I don't agree with that theory. You shouldn't either because we all know church people always get along. Church people never cross ways, do they? They never badmouth anybody. They never have something bad to say about each other, do they? Then we better keep going, right? Hmm. <laughs> you remember last week when we read the story, the account, when Jesus brought to light this argument that the disciples were having? Do you remember that? They were on the way and the disciples were arguing amongst themselves what? Who is the greatest? 
In our reading this morning, we picked up right after that. Jesus spoke to that uh, issue, and right where we picked it up, this is the disciples' response to what Jesus had to say to them. And if you heard what John, who's speaking on behalf of the disciples, I suppose, what is his response to Jesus? He's sort of tattletaling, isn't he? He's sort of pointing at somebody else. It's almost like, okay, Jesus, you got us. You're right. We were wrong. But, but, we saw somebody else doing something else we know you wouldn't like. We're going to tell you all about it. We don't do stuff like that. We don't pass the buck, do we? We don't blame other people, do we? Yeah, they're, they're, they're tattletaling, aren't they? To hopefully, I think, take the, the blame and take this, um, uh, this instruction that they're getting from Jesus away from themselves. That makes sense? We never do that kind of stuff, do we? If you remember, Jesus had sent his disciples out two by two. And apparently, as the disciples were going out from place to place, they came across a man one day who was, as Mark says, casting out demons. Sounds a little strange to us, but I think in Mark's world, and certainly in Mark's writing, it's not a big deal. The idea that someone's casting out demons is not the problem. What seems to be the problem on this occasion, at least for the disciples, is that this man is casting out demons in Jesus' name. Did you catch that? Teacher, we saw this man casting out demons in your name. Now, we have to understand that, and I think we missed something. Names in the Jewish culture are very important. You and I may be in the mall and we see our name on a little card and it has a little thing there and roses and it's all pretty. We think, oh, that's so cute. That's my name right there. Maybe I'll buy that and stick it in my wallet or something or, or leave it in the junk drawer. But your name in Jewish culture is everything. It's almost like an indication of what your life will be. So you may remember several stories, particularly the Old Testament, where someone's name was changed. And that change of name was meant to uh, signify a change in somebody or a change in calling. So Abram went to, Jacob went to, yeah, uh, somebody like uh, Saul went to, Simon went to. See, and these names, this change of names meant something. Something had changed. Even if you remember when the uh, angel Gabriel visited Joseph and said, hey, you're going to have this baby, you know, you better be okay with it. He says, you're going to name this baby what? Jesus. Now, Jesus is the Greek translation for us. Really, the name is Joshua. It's really Jesus' name. Do you know what the name Joshua translates often into? Uh -uh. God is salvation. Doesn't that make sense for a guy named Jesus? And so his name became an indication for the rest of his life. So, all that to say, names are important. So, maybe as these disciples are out watching this guy who apparently has no affiliation with Jesus, to watch him do what he's doing in Jesus' name is a big deal for them. Because who does he think he is? He can't be doing that in Jesus' name because Jesus' name is important, and we can't take his name just as anything. So maybe the disciples thought it was a big deal 
just because this man was making use of Jesus' name. Any good teacher or rabbi would have felt the same way. You don't use my name for what you are doing unless you have my authority. Right? But friends, I think Jesus was so much more than what those disciples realized. And I think God is always more than what you and I realize. If you ever get to a point where you think you have God figured out, think again. God is always more than we realize. Y'all with me? So maybe the disciples were protecting the name of Jesus, and so they tried to stop this man. Or maybe... They were protecting themselves. See, when Jesus sent them out, he gave them authority. And you know one of the things he gave them authority to do? Take a wild guess. Cast out demons. He said, I give you authority to go cast out demons. You know what's funny? Sometimes they did it. Sometimes they weren't able to. So maybe they see this guy doing what they're supposed to be doing, and maybe doing it a little bit better in Jesus' name, and they're thinking, how can he do that and I can't do that? We've got to stop this. But we would never do anything like that, right? We're okay with other people taking the glory and everything, right? Making sure. So maybe they're protecting themselves as well, and they tried to stop him. Of course, by telling on this man, were. I think in a way they're trying to get themselves off the hook, right? Jesus has caught them in this silly argument. And so they're trying to pass the, the buck, as it were. But Jesus surprises them and he says, what? Do not stop him. Do not stop him. Sometimes I like to consider what Jesus didn't say to help me better understand what Jesus did say. Does that make sense? Jesus didn't say to the disciples, ah, you guys shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. Or he didn't say, why did you try to stop him? What did he say? Do not stop him. Which makes me wonder if Jesus isn't setting these disciples up. That maybe in Jesus' mind he understands That one day these disciples are going to be out walking somewhere again. And they're going to see that same man again. Doing the same things again. And if they don't see him, maybe they see somebody else like him doing the same things. And that the next time they see him, they should see him differently. Y'all with me? Do not stop them. If you see him doing my work in my name... I don't care if he belongs to us. I don't care if he likes your logo or he's got his own logo. I don't care if he's got a nice, big, pretty church. I don't care if he's got a nice website. I don't care if he's on Facebook. I don't care if he tweets or if he's got a Twitter, if he don't know what that is. If you see him doing my work, don't you stop. Now, we need to hear that twice, because sometimes I think, well, Jesus went on to tell the disciples, do not be a stumbling block. You see, and sometimes, let's be honest with ourselves, that's all we are. 
their stumbling blocks to other people. See, I wonder, Jesus has, is telling, talking to the disciples, and if you remember from the passage before, he brought in a little child into the group and told them whoever welcomes one like this, do you remember that? I think that child is still there. There might even be more at this point. Because Jesus is always thinking about the people who have been forgotten. So I wonder if Jesus isn't saying, look, you remember when you were out trying to stop him? Did you even care about the person who was having the demons casted out? What were you doing to that person? Hmm? What does that person think now that you're in the middle of their blessing, we might say? That Jesus says, you don't be a stumbling block. People are going to think differently than you. People are going to want to do different things than you want to do. This old question, you know, when it comes to church mission, some people say, well, we should do mission right here in our community. Some people say, no, we need to do mission around the world. Guess what? Do both. Why do we pick our battles and we go against each other? Don't be a stumbling block, I think Jesus is telling us, through our attitudes and through our opinions and through the way that we speak to each other and the way we handle our life together. Do not be a stumbling block. So we need to hear that. Do not stop him. If you see someone doing God's work in God's name, whether it's your way or not, just be thankful for it. But we also need to hear that again. Do not stop him because sometimes some of us feel like what we do doesn't matter. Sometimes we're the one casting out the demon as it is and we feel like someone's trying to stop us. We feel like that maybe that what I do isn't as important as what somebody else does. You know, I don't have a good speaking voice. I don't uh, know a whole lot. I don't contribute a whole lot. I don't know how to write well. I can't do this. I can't do that. So what I do is really insignificant when you compare it to other people. Repeat after me. That's crazy. That is crazy. When it comes to God's work, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you know or what you don't know. It doesn't matter where you come from. It really doesn't matter what church you're a part of. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. It doesn't matter what you think of the work you do. If you and I are doing this work in Jesus' name, it matters. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, it matters. In Jesus' name, friends, it matters. Last night, that was fun last night, by the way, let me just say. If you weren't there, you missed, a, you missed a, a fun time. But throughout the night, as I was able to um, move around the dance floor on the outskirts of it, y'all with me? Um, John and Betty were in the way. You know, I couldn't, couldn't find a spot. Got to talk to a lot of people. And so many people, I got to tell you, they, they wanted me to tell you how much they appreciate that over there. Giving them just a place to be, a place to hang out and have good fun. I'll tell you. Several people, they weren't forceful, but they were persistent, wanted me to tell you that maybe we should have a bucket outside or something so that they can come and drop in some money to help out. Sounds like a good idea, right? I mean, John, why don't y'all, I mean, you don't have to charge, just free will, right? So we can tip it a little money just so we can pitch in. And time after time, I would tell them the same thing. We don't want to do that. 
This is our gift. But quite often, we don't know how to receive gifts, do we? We don't know how to take something and not feel like we have to give something in return. Friends, in the name of Jesus, you have been given salvation, hope, joy, peace, and all that is a gift of God. There's nothing you can give in return for that. You can't buy it and you can't pay for it. Don't think you can. Try to outgive God. Good luck with that. But the gifts that we have been given, the only thing God says in return is be faithful with it. Be faithful with what I've given to you. Don't be a stumbling block to someone else. Don't be the one who wants to stand against my work just because someone else is doing it. You be the one that take, takes what I give you and be faithful with it. So if you want to be faithful to God, let me invite you to pray with me now. Oh, gracious God, how good you are to all of us and how loving, powerful, and joyful is your name. And In Jesus' name, we come to this place now seeking your guidance for our lives, asking God for forgiveness when we have been a stumbling block to your work praying that today would be a new day so that we could begin afresh with the joy and the love that comes from you. Free us now for joyful obedience. In Jesus' name, amen.